0: Good evening everyone. It is time for today's Tax Talk. I'm your host, I'm attorney Stephen Leahy, and it is Thursday, February 3rd, the year of our Lord, 2022. Things are getting goofy out there. That we, we talked about this, uh, the ID.me facial recognitions uh, system that the IRS wants to implement. And that's what, But it's all over the news again today. And so we're going to talk about it again today. Won't you join us? I thought I was going to be all over the Oh, well, we'll try something else. Let's try it again. Well, a uh, little mix up there, but. Um, today, we're, again, the facial recognition all over the news. Uh, it wasn't, it was on my, I think I had one story this morning, but throughout the day it, it really grew, um, something that one of the uh, owners or the CEO of that ID.me company said something over the weekend, and I thought it was also interesting about Illinois law. And So we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, and this story that's out there. Uh, again, there's a couple of different stories out there, but I'm gonna look we're gonna start with um, going to start with this one Why the prospect of the IRS using facial recognition is so alarming there's another story here from Slate Well, that I think that is this the Slate story and uh, I, I That one is mostly about uh, bias And uh, I, I'm more concerned with it for other reasons than bias so this This story is the IRS needs to stop using ID.me's face recognition, privacy experts warn. New statements from the company's CEO show it may use more expansive facial recognition system than previously known. Privacy groups are demanding transparency following news that the ID.me, the biometric identity verification system used by the IRS in over 27 states, has failed to be entirely transparent in how it It's facial recognition technology works. In a LinkedIn post published on Wednesday, ID.me founder and CEO Blake Hall said the company verifies new enrolling users' selfies against a database of faces in an effort to minimize identity theft. That runs counter to the more privacy-preserving ways ID.me has pitched its biometric products in the past and has drawn scrutiny from advocates who argue members of the public compelled to use ID.me for basic government tests have unclear information. On the company's website and in white papers shared by with this outfit, ID.me suggests its services rely on one-to-one face-match systems that compare a user's biometrics to a single document. That's opposed to so many the so-called many facial recognition systems, the kind deployed by the likes of non-notorious firms like Clearview AI, that compare users to a database of many faces. Privacy experts generally tend to agree many more were, uh, one many more is susceptible to error and bias, though groups like the Electronic Frontier Foundation have expressed concern over one-on-one as well. However, while ID.me has pitched itself primarily on the back of one-to-one face match, new comments from the company's founders show, at least in some scenarios, the company does compare some users' faces to a database rather than a single document. That potentially implicates millions of Americans who are being told by federal and state governments to sign up for the site to view their taxes online or file for unemployment benefits. Specifically, ID.me told uh, this publication, it uses one-to-one many or one-to-many face recognition when users first enroll in the system to prevent identity theft which is in addition to the one-on-one check it uses uh, its it users to verify someone's identity in other words id.me uses one-to-one to make sure you are you and one-to-many to make sure you're not someone else <laughs> Sounds like a lot of fast talk to me the revelation of ID.me's use of one-to-many face recognition drew immediate criticisms from a wide range of privacy groups. One of those digital rights for Nonprofit Fight for the Future, released a statement accusing the company of lying about the scope of its facial recognition surveillance. In an emailed statement, Fight for the Future campaign director said the revelation should make government agencies reconsider their partnerships with ID.me. Now, I was on this... Last week, two weeks ago, when we were talking about it, it's not really about all this bias. And they say, well, you know, the you know the Asian and black faces it doesn't recognize as well, and it's 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 just by I, you know that's that's interesting, but that's not the uh, the argument. The argument is it's against your privacy rights. That's the argument. I don't care what color you are. It's against it's it's against your privacy rights, and to have the government require you to use these things on, for third-party companies is just ridiculous, in my mind. Uh, The IRS needs to immediately halt its plans to use facial recognition verification, um, and all government agencies should end their contracts with ID.me, who also think that the Congress, uh, we also think that Congress should investigate how this company was able to win this government contracts and what other lies it might be promoting. They weren't alone. In an interview with this this publication, ACLU senior policy analyst Jay Stanley expressed deep concern over what he described as a lack of transparency from ID.me, particularly given his close relationship with government services. The fact that they, ID.me, weren't transparent about this is just another sign we're making up important policies for how Americans relate to their government by letting private companies make things up as they go along in, this, in secret. If this company was a government agency, they would be subject to FOIA and Privacy Act and other checks and balances that have been de- developed over many decades to forestall the kinds of problems that, that can emerge. This is what's going on you know, with the government uh, util- using these third-party companies like Twitter, like Facebook, to do their dirty work. So when they, want, when they want to censor someone, they can't censor someone, the uh, the government. Ha, but Twitter can. But Facebook can. And, and uh, so Google can. Uh, GoFundMe can. So they use these third parties to implement government policies. Same thing that's going on here with ID.me. They're using things that the government could not do they're letting a third party do for the government, and that's that's a big that's a big big problem in my mind, big problem. Okay, let's get back where we go. This drastically. Well, Meanwhile, in an email, the Surveillance Technology Oversight Project, which has raised previous concern over ID.me relationship with the IRS, echoed Stanley's. Uh, concerns over transparency and were the news of id.me using one to many facial recognition means the system could be more susceptible to bias than previously known and they're going to keep going on about this bias but it's not the bias this i mean if it's the bias just means they can't identify it's not very accurate and it doesn't really matter if it's accurate or not. I mean, it, it, actually, it does. But actually, the more accurate it is, the less, the more pervasive it is. The more private, the more it violates our privacy. The better it is. This drastic, this drastic, dramatically expands the risk of facial and gender bias on the platform. More fundamentally, we have to ask why Americans should trust this company with our data if they are not honest about how our data is used. The IRS shouldn't be giving any company this much power to decide how our biometric data is stored. In follow-up statements, ID.me reiterated that it checks new enrolling users against its own database of selfies to check for profile attackers and members of organized crime who are stealing multiple identities. The, the company says less than 0.1% of all users are flagged as potentially identity thefts, thieves. If a user is flagged by a facial recognition system, they aren't blocked outright but are instead to redirected to a video chat verification with one of the company's team members. Without the, this control in place to detect repeat attackers, criminals would victimize thousands of innocent people per day. Given the threat environment, the alternative is to either accept massive amounts of fraud or to simply make the, take the programs offline altogether. News of ID.me's facial recognition database comes one week after the publication, and other outlets wrote about the IRS's decision to mandate ID.me's verification process for anyone trying to access the IRS.com. It's actually IRS.gov account, not IRS.com. IRS.gov, IRS.gov account. Since then, numerous activist groups, including the ACLU and STOP, have spoken out uh, policy against the, the, the problem. The, the IRS says it will be requiring Americans to submit selfies to a third party, ID.me, for facial recognition scans in order to access our taxes on, online. This is deeply troubling for a number of reasons. This is the ACLU. Uh, and I agree with that. I, it is deeply troubling, but not for the same reasons that they think it is. Um, this is uh, uh, the, the, this one from Slate. As you might, you know, Slate is more of a Slate is more of a, a progressive and and their their arguments really have to do with bias <coughs> excuse me um, but more than that, they do make a very good point about about having to use by you know to, to govern having to use facial recognition software to use government uh, agency services. And what happens as this uh, if I can find it here I'll, I'm going to read this. They talk about the uh, what happens when someone gets injured. What if you get, what as you get older, you're, you're, you change. As you, uh, the physical, here it, is, here it is. There are many other conditions that can also cause inaccuracy. Physical changes caused by illness or an accident. Hair loss due to chemotherapy. Color change due to aging. Gender conversions and others. How any company, including ID.me, handles such situa- situations is not unclear. And this is one issue that has raised concerns. Imagine having a, diff- a disfiguring accident and not being able to log into your medical insurance company's website because of the damage to your face. That's a legitimate concern. Uh, I I think so. I think that's a legitimate concern. But what 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 people don't realize? Hey, I'm sorry, I have a cold. <clears throat> what people don't realize is, in Illinois, Illinois has the, probably the, mo- the most restrictive biometric laws in the country. I believe it is the most expen- uh, expansive or restrictive, I should say. Uh, and so let's. There's a good story about it here, and so we're going to read that story next. Okay. From facial recognition to fingerprint scans, biometrics are be- becoming the ingrained into our lives, daily lives. Two of the top five biometric privacy litigation cases in 2020 were from Illinois, and are shaping biometric Ele- information privacy act, biometric information privacy act law in the state. That's according to Law 360. This law was passed in Illinois in 2008 according to ACLU of Illinois, which helped lead the initiative. The law ensures individuals are in control of their own biometric data. It also prohibits private companies from collecting the data unless they inform the person in writing of what data is being collected or stored. Fingerprint is stored when using touch ID to log into a bank account app on phone. Inf- inform the person in writing of the specific purpose and length of time the for which the data will be collected stored and used fingerprint is stored for ease of logging into app and only for a duration of six months obtain the person's written consent user signs their name before sharing their fingerprint besides facial recognition and fingerprint scans biometric data includes things like retina or iris scans fingerprints voice prints Hand scans, DNA, and other unique biological information according to ACLU in, of Illinois. Law 360 recently reported on the five most important biometric privacy litigation cases in 2020, and three of them were won by Shook, Hardy, and Bacon. Uh, two of these cases were argued in the Seventh Circuit Appeals and are shaping this the biometric law case law in Illinois. In each case, Our biometric laws appellate strategy and how we have implemented it has significantly impacted the litigation, providing one of the few clear paths to victory for the biometric uh, defendants, said Shook, partner and director of Shook's biochemistry privacy defense team, Melissa Seibert. The firm has represented more than 130 companies in biometric privacy class action lawsuits. That is more than any other U.S. firm, according to court records. Um, so Illinois is at the forefront of this. How will that mesh with the IRS using a third party? It's not the IRS gathering the information. So all they have to do is IRS has to say, well, here's a sign here. And in there somewhere, they'll tell you here, we're going to gather this. We're going to do this. And, and and then as well, well, I don't want to do that. Well, then you're not getting that information. Well, IRS, You only answer one in nine phone calls. How else am I gonna get that information? Stand in line. That's what, you know, give us the information or stand in line, right? And that's just the way the government works these days, right? Do what we tell you or get nothing. And that's that's your choice. Well, I don't want to give you my biometric information. Well, tough luck then you don't get online. You can't do, right now, it's just about getting information, but they're, is it down the road that they're going to require you to, to do this in order to file your tax return? Now, you have tax preparers. How are tax preparers going to give that information? How can they verify that it's you? Do they get that information too? Do they use this ID.me to verify it's you before they file your tax return electronically? These are all questions that have to be answered. Uh, I, don't, I, think it's, I think we're jumping in with both feet without really thinking it through. Uh, and just because something is a good idea or sounds like a good idea. Are there are stories now, um, three of four or, or seven of 10 or some some very big number of, of con- Illinois uh, constituents believe that it's a good idea, facial recognition. And again, it sounds like a good idea, but I think the implications are vast that we really have to stop and think about this and who's gonna get that information. And what's the potential harm that it can cause? Because it will cause harm. And that's just a fact. And so we have to, before we go in and just, you know, do these things willy-nilly, that we have to, you know, hold people hold people accountable. If they're not telling us the truth at the beginning, how are they going to tell us the truth at the end while they're using our information? I don't think they will. So anyway, that's, my, that's where we are. And again, this is a big story now. Uh, it's it's gonna get bigger. you're gonna hear more and more about it. If you have questions about call me, I'm always happy to talk to talk to you about it. Um, we this is uh, we'll probably be doing some f- follow-up stories on this uh, as we do with some other stories um, with the IRS So if you're facing the IRS problems remember, what's the first thing you do when you face an IRS problem right you don't know where to go. you don't know what to do. The first thing you do is you get a copy of my book. Deal with your IRS problem today. That's the first thing you do. And and you go to freeirsbook.com to do it. Go to freeirsbook.com, get a copy of my book, Deal with Your IRS Problems Today, and uh, you'll know what to do first. And a lot of times you don't need an attorney. You don't need someone to help you. And the book will help you, at least give you an outline of what needs to be done to solve a problem, an IRS problem. So uh, go to freeirsbook.com, freeirsbook.com. Also, remember, like and share. Like and subscribe. We need you to subscribe. We need your help. So I'm going to ask you to to subscribe, like this page, get others to like it and subscribe and uh, because we want to get this information out there. Who else is talking about this every day? I don't know if there's anybody else talking about tax stuff every day as I am. So uh, thank you so much for for, uh, your attention here today. I look forward to seeing you. Now, tomorrow... We do the Watch Talk Radio podcast. Actually, the Trust Radio Network podcast. It's about two o'clock, two fifteen. Uh, tomorrow we have um, Rod. I forget Rod's last name, Dobrinsky. And uh, Rod is our guest tomorrow. He's an attorney, and we're going to talk about attorney stuff. So join us, uh, two fifteen, uh, on on these on all of these venues, Facebook and YouTube and WatchTalkRadio.com and. Uh, all of them so join us won't you thanks so much for joining us today and we look forward to uh, another day with you thank you